Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Are you ready? What's going on here? Resistance is futile. This, indeed you are, Paul, is Fan Effect. For many people, Halloween is more than just a holiday. It's a way of life. They find ways of celebrating the tricks and treats all year round. From Summerween and Halloween and even this glorious month of May, halfway to Halloween. Welcome to the Fan Effect Podcast. I'm your host and avid Halloweener, Kellyanne Halverson. And on today's episode, I'll be taking you on a halfway to Halloween special with two like-minded individuals. Today, we are lucky to be joined once more by our Fear Factory friend, Rob Dunfiltz, Salt Lake's scariest haunted house owner and founder. We will also be joined by Fear Factory's general manager and recently elected president of the Haunted Attractions Association International, Spencer Terry. With 10 years of fear under their belts, the Fear Factory is excited to launch their first event of the 2021 season with a special weekend opening of the award-winning fan favorite haunt for their halfway to Halloween celebration. This weekend, Friday and Saturday, May 21 and May 22, 2021, uh, they will be opening the Fear Factory for a halfway to Halloween celebration from 8 p.m. to the witching hour of midnight. Guests can explore the six stories, six buildings of the epic haunt in a COVID-safe, time-ticketed experience. Welcome, both of you. I'm so excited to have you here today and to discuss one of my favorite topics of all time, Halloween haunts and why it's fun. (laughs) Let's get spooky. Let's get spooky. Let's get spooky. <laughs> All right. I'm so excited to have you here. First off, so we've we've talked to Rob a bit before, and we've had so much fun exploring Halloween and why we, we enjoy that. But this is the first time we've actually been able to sit down and talk to you, Spencer, before. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your love of this haunted season of Halloween, and then a little bit about the organization you just got elected to, to be president of? You know, Halloween for me starts, uh, it starts very far back. Uh, not as far back as Rob. Um, <laughs> he's definitely been doing this forever, and it's been it's really awesome. For me, uh, you know, I started at seven years old. My dad, uh, bless his heart, he, uh, I, I, I came back one year from Halloween trick-or-treating, and I was just, you know, it was just kind of meh for me. I, I wasn't really <laughs> excited about it. I had a whole, a whole pillowcase of candy, and it wasn't doing it. Um, and I ended up coming home early. And I stayed out in our front yard scaring people in the bushes. And my dad saw that love and that passion that I had, built me a cute little coffin, and it was just downhill from there. He built you a um, coffin. Wow. <laughs> yeah, a cute little coffin. And, uh, you know, it was, a, it was an opportunity for me, I think, to kind of, you know, to really fall in love with uh, the home haunting experience and, and really being able to create something at my own home that people want to come to and you know, they feel that sense of, of having fun um, and validation, but also there's kind of a sense of community that, you know, when you experience something together, whether it's scary or fun, you experience it together and there's a camaraderie. And I really loved that. And so fast forward to um, to a haunt that I owned and operated in Iowa uh, for a number of years. 
that was award-winning uh, for a nonprofit, and mm-hmm. we raised a bunch of money. We, you know, we raised over forty thousand dollars in a small little town of twelve hundred people that didn't didn't even have a stoplight. Oh wow! So it was a it was a really great opportunity to just you know fall in love with what I did, and um, and then I moved here to Utah and Fear Factory decided to take a gamble and bring me on board and thank goodness they did because we've been having a lot of fun and uh, it's been really exciting to see how collectively we all work together to really bring this business uh, and this corporation and this love of Halloween to a very new level which of course leads us to the exciting news about the Haunted Attraction Association you know Fear Factory received an award for the haunted, from the Haunted Attraction Association years ago and is a board of directors award and we were on the legendary haunt tours award with her, the legendary haunt tour which allows the best haunted houses in the world to be spotlighted. And so that gave Fear Factory an opportunity to really show off to the world what we can do. Um, and because of that, and because of the leadership that was needed to be able to really pivot as an organization, um, I was, I've been on the board now for two years and am now elected as president. And we're getting ready to roll out a 2.0 plan and a new three-year strategic plan that's going to take our industry, which is made up of almost over 5,000 haunted houses. You know, I think most people, I mean, you probably know this. Most (laughs) people don't know Halloween is an $8 billion industry with a B. Mm -hmm. And of that $8 billion, a lot of that millions is from haunted houses specifically. And Mm so there's a lot of revenue that's there. And certainly there's a lot of work. Most people just think it's kind of a two month deal, but we're all working here year round, you know, 10 plus hours a day, Mm -hmm. making sure that we get, you know, we get to do the same thing that I got to do when I was seven, which is, why Rob and I love doing this, why all of us love doing this, is because we bring people to our home. We get to show off how great and magnificent this home is and the family that we've been able to cultivate here that essentially is one of the best entertainment venues in the world. So it's really exciting. Oh, definitely. And there's like there's so much heart in Halloween. And that's one thing I, I liked talking to to Rob, talking to the cast members at the at the Fear Factory is it's all it sounds crazy. It's scary. But it's all about love and the heart and the creativity and and reaching out to people in this way. And I think that's what's been so much fun about visiting with you guys and and interacting uh, with the haunted house is that, you know, it comes from a good spot. And even, um, Rob, you you have a a history of of haunted houses, right? You started as a a small child as well. Yes, I grew up. uh, My dad was uh, chairman of the March of Dimes Haunted House mm-hmm. back in the 70s and 80s and 90s. And so when I was born, I kind of started from the time I could walk and I've loved it all along the way. I mean, it's been a, a lifelong ride. And and I, just to interject um, about the Haunted Attraction Association, mm-hmm. it's an amazing organization. And we at Fear Factory don't think there could be anybody better to fit the position that Spencer's been elected to as the president of the uh, association. He has the passion and the love for Halloween, just as all of uh, owners and haunters across the country. But he also has the background to uh, manage and lead a team. And he, I think it's going to do wonders for the industry. And I think it'll be uh, a great boost for Fear Factory as well. So, Awesome. Just thought I'd throw that out there while we were talking about the what his role is. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this is actually a pretty pivotal point in the the haunted um, attraction uh, industry right now. We're coming down slowly off of the COVID nineteen pandemic, uh, and I know we had to adapt your experience last year, and you and mm-hmm. did things like time ticketing and and things like that. And you've learned some great stuff from that. You're actually taking in, into this year. 
And I heard a little birdie, a little crow, told me that this is a special year for you guys. Can you tell me uh, – let's start with you, Rob. Can you tell me a little bit about why this year is special? What's the anniversary here? Well, this year is our 10 years of fear. So <laughs> our 10th anniversary, and we are so excited to bring new stuff and show off the new stuff we've changed. One thing to be aware of for this upcoming weekend is mm-hmm. – it's blackout, and I, I don't – have you been through on a blackout night? No, I haven't. What's a blackout oh, night? Well, that's something we need to let the people know. Blackout <laughs> means all the lights throughout the haunted house are completely off, and you get a little tiny finger light to go through, and you can only see a few feet in front of you. Oh, I got chills. So it's a experience <laughs> for people who have been there before and seen our regular show during October – and it also kind of won't give away all of our secrets for the new surprises for the fall that way, too. But that's something that if you have been through it, but not during blackout, this is unique and you've got to try it. Oh, that's so neat. That's ooh, that gave me chills just thinking about that. You know, I'm, I'm a giant chicken. I love Halloween, but I don't like being scared. So <laughs> haunted houses, I have a love-hate relationship with them, definitely. So, Spencer, do you have anything that, that you're excited to incorporate this year as uh, the general manager? You know, I think what's really pivotal for us as an operation is we, you know, a year ago, almost to date, mm-hmm. a year ago on the 29th of May, we opened the very first haunted attraction in the world to open during the pandemic and one of the first entertainment venues. And we, we had folks from Disney, from Universal. We had zoos and aquariums from all over the nation that were watching us and to learn from us. And so when we built our plan, that allowed us to really, really change the industry and how we operate. And what we're looking forward to in May this year, 2021, is certainly all the learning moments of how we've been able to really fine-tune our our operations. So, you know, we are still going to keep time ticketing. That's going to be something that everyone mm-hmm. loved. We know that we're a really great attraction and we're one of the world's best, but at the end of the day, you know, nobody wants to wait in line for three no. hours. And so we're trying, <laughs> yeah, like we're trying to find ways that we can we can decrease that or that there's other things that are going to be happening. Uh, mm-hmm. We are going to, we're going to have San Diablo churros here that we're that are going to be doing some really fun food trucks. Uh, folks still get to be able to go back and forth from the gateway. Um, our zombie bus is sponsored by Siegfried and Jensen, and so mm-hmm. there's a really cool opportunity there to to kind of pre-party and get on the <laughs> bus before you even come here. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's just a, there's going to be a lot of really fun things. Not to mention, you know, as Rob was hinting towards, I don't want to give away the secrets either. But there's there's new monsters, there's new characters. We have a completely new zone that's been remodeled, and it is highly interactive you're moving in and out of spaces with Mm -hmm. the characters with the monsters you're ducking from overhead spaces there it's just it's very very immersive and it's what makes us one of the world's best so we're we're excited to open our doors and welcome everyone back oh that sounds like so much fun and you guys have been have been welcoming people through your doors for for 10 years now every year you add stuff you switch it up and what i i think is really cool is you guys do keep the story going all year you guys open your door not just for Halloween and for things like this halfway to Halloween, but throughout the year you're finding different ways to engage with the audience, to open uh, up to the audiences at, at surprising times and for different features and events. Can you tell me a little bit about these extra special uh, extra events that you guys end up doing? Sure. One of the things that we do is Friday the 13th weekends we open. And this year there's one in August, which will kind of kick off our season as an introduction to the Halloween season. We open Friday the 13th of August. Mm -hmm. 
a month early. And then besides that, we have other events, and um, we've created a room, which in years past we did some theatrical seance entertainment in there, and we had small groups that would gather and have a real unique one-on-one intimate experience with mentalists uh, leading the theatrical seance. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of fun, but during COVID, that doesn't work so well. So Mm -hmm. we've actually repurposed that room, and we're actually creating some new ideas where people can... um, reserve a space and come with a party or a group and maybe for a dance or for a birthday party or other things where they actually we're going to have a special space where they can come and have a birthday party or whatever it may be and then from there go through the attraction and enjoy all the other stuff that we have to to show them while they're here kind of a unique thing that, that we're adding in. Well, you're always trying to stretch and to to find different things. And I think it's interesting that you guys are doing a uh, theatrical seance because you guys have a little bit of a a haunted history at the factory as well, correct? Yes, absolutely. Um, It's known as one of the paranormal hotspots in Salt Lake City. Once a month in the off-season, Grim Ghost Tours leads a team of people through. Um, It's open to the public. You can go online and purchase tickets come down and spend the night at Fear Factory. And it's an actual paranormal investigation where you'll spend time in different areas of the haunted house and um, go through some really fun experiences trying to communicate and, and get readings and sensors and things that definitely show that Fear Factory has some help in its haunting. (laughs) And that's, what's interesting. You, you, when you go to your website, um, you actually have a history section of like, the different deaths and historical things that have happened there because it was built in an actual factory, an older factory. Um, I bet each of you have some interesting haunted stories to tell. Uh, Spencer, have you had any haunting experiences there that are that are fun to share? There's a lot of questionable things, certainly, uh, <laughs> that happen at the factory. There's two things that always stand out for me. I was walking through our Vampire Manor one day. You know, power was off, and I went to turn the main breaker on to be able to come back uh, and, and just have our white house lights that are on. And I walked through a room that um, had a whole bunch of little candles, like those little battery-operated candles, and you have to kind of go through and, like, turn each one of them on independently, like mm-hmm. just a little those little battery votives. So I walked through the room, turned the power on, came back in. There must – I don't know. I, I don't remember how many candles were in that room, but they were all on. Uh, they're not connected to power. It's all battery driven. And there's just no way. I mean, I knew no one else else on the property with me, but there's no way that anyone could have turned them all on by the quick, you know, couple of seconds it took me to walk back and forth to the room. So that was certainly some questionable time. (laughs) And then um, one of our silos, we have a silo, you know, off season, my dog is here uh, Mm -hmm. and she's a, a really great hunting dog. She's not afraid of anything. But she will not go in one of the silos to save her life. She she walks around with me everywhere. She follows me around. She loves being the kind of haunt dog. But when I go into the silos, she'll literally just sit on the asphalt. Oh. and She's like, good luck, Dad. You have fun in there. Let me know when you're done. Oh, they know. So, they cre- yeah, they totally know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, how about you, Rob? Is there any haunted story that you, you haven't shared with us before? Um, one of the ghost hunts that was there, I witnessed photographs that were taken by one of the people at the ghost hunt. Mm -hmm. And there was a picture taken where you could identify a person sitting up on top of a cement wall, watching over the group of ghost hunters. 
And I know that building, and there's no way to get up there. There's no access, really, but there's definitely something you see in the picture sitting up there watching over, and nobody mm-hmm. can really figure. I mean, it's a very faint image, but it definitely is struck me as spooky, and, and I've never been the same in that area. <laughs> <laughs> I think stuff like that is why I like Halloween so much. You take something that is scary and make it approachable um, and even like talkable. Like you can actually talk about death and monsters and stuff around Halloween without being afraid of it because it's something that usually would be hidden is now an open topic. And I just, I love that about, about the Halloween season and the scary stories and you never know what's true and what's exaggerated and, and what is just rumor, but it just sounds awesome. Um, when you have this haunted location, you have the haunted house, you have the haunted ghost tours, and those are in the off-season. But you actually have a, a different type of storytelling ghost tour that happens in the fall during the Halloween season. Can you tell me a little bit about that experience and how it's different than the grim ghost tours that are once a month um, outside of the season? Spencer, can you tell me a little bit about the fall ghost tours? Yeah, so in the fall... One of the things that's really fun on top of the haunted house when we're open is we're typically closed on Mondays. Mm -hmm. So one of the fun things to do is actually come on property when the lights are out, no one's here. uh, And we, we again, partner with Grim Ghost Tours to do what's called ghost stories. And it's an opportunity to come with a very small group is usually 10, maybe 15 people. There's one guide that's a storytelling guide who's a, a ghost expert who knows our factory really well. And they walk you through some of the different areas of the factory. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that's really exciting about it is it literally is just your group, the guide in the dark, telling ghost stories with the ghosts. And it really is. It's pretty bone chilling. It, uh, It certainly makes your hair stand up. There's nothing worse than talking about ghosts in the room where someone died, where We have security cameras that never turn off because Mm -hmm. they're always trying to record action because there's really ghosts actually there. So to be in that space is pretty creepy, but it's a lot of fun. It's about a 35 to 45 minute ghost story run, and you get to go through a bunch of different areas of the attraction Mm -hmm. and really learn the stories and the really just horrible, morbid deaths that have happened here <laughs> when it was an old factory. Mm-hmm. And it's an opportunity to, you know, to talk about the history and to certainly get a little bit of spooky in uh, during Halloween. And uh, everyone loves it. It's a really good experience. In fact, a lot of the people who come to those smaller ghost stories are the ones that then come back to do what you and Rob were talking about, which mm-hmm. is this, you know, five or six hour overnight ghost hunt. So, um, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. It uh the factory definitely goes bump in the night and in the day. Oh, there you go. Well, and it and it sounds like it's definitely a, a different experience versus the haunted house where there's it's more monsters and jump scares and, and uh, traditional haunted house fare. Well, this sounds like a more chilling connected to the history, to the past of the building than more of a, a created theatrical experience. It really is. I You know, there's nothing more creepy than being at the factory when it's closed. Uh, it, it is so quiet. You know, it's that quiet when people say it's almost too quiet. That's the kind of quiet where you're like, yeah, something's not right here. Uh, and it's it's a lot of fun to be able to be in that space and to experience something that's like that. It, it, it's a very rare thing to get to experience. It's it's something that we love getting uh, getting to bring people in to see that. Well, that's so cool. And now those those are things that you guys have had for, for quite a while now. You have a, a new experience coming this year, 
And I'm excited about it because I kind of did a, a test run of it last year, and that's the Behind the Sets and Screams tour. Can you tell yes. me a little bit about this new experience, which I'm excited for because it's definitely my my go-to for, for things like this? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, what was really exciting, you know, when you were here, you got a really good drop in the bucket of what this is. This is a two-hour behind-the-stage tour on a night that we're closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be facilitated by either myself or one of our upper management or one of our owners. So it's an opportunity to just kind of really get to know us as a factory more personally. But during this very small group, we're talking this is usually eight or ten people or less. Mm-hmm. So it's a very, very exclusive opportunity to come with us. And you certainly get to see all of the magic spaces. Uh, you know, it's like when you go to Disney, you'll, you'll never see <laughs> You rarely or never will get to see, you know, the tunnels or you see where cast is getting ready. Mm -hmm. And very similarly for us, um, this backstage, you know, the Sets and Screams tour is an opportunity for people to see where we make our weapons and our masks, uh, where our costumes are made, where our our tech shop is. And to kind of see the vastness of, you know, what it takes, Mm -hmm. what we put into this show. There's going to be a couple of opportunities as we walk through the property, the lights are all going to be off, which is kind of a really fun thing, but everyone's going to have a little light. So they'll be able to kind of look around and, mm-hmm. and certainly not get lost in the dark. But we're going to talk about certainly some of the ghost stories, but also some of the really unknown facts that are here. You know, we have a lot of Easter eggs that a lot of really only senior leadership knows about. <laughs> and there's some really fun hidden items. Uh, we'll talk about that, you know, kind of like Disney has hidden Mickey's. Oh, we yeah. have some hidden items as well that some people know about, some people don't. So we're going to talk about those. One of the things that, that you never, ever get to do in a haunted house is as you're walking through as a customer, you never get to stop and take a picture. Because if you do, we're probably going to throw you out. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. This tour, however, we're going to set up three or four exclusive areas where we will be happy to take a picture with your phone. There's no extra fee to it. Mm-hmm. But we're going to take some pictures of people inside of the haunted attraction with those epic sets. Because there's nothing better than the bragging rights when everyone else in social media world is like, hold up. I've been to Fear Factory 10 times. I don't mm-hmm. even know where that place is. <laughs> and that's going to be the fun part to kind of show off. So it's a really cool opportunity. You know, a lot of times we have people who are so petrified of being scared mm-hmm. to come to a haunted house. They mm-hmm. love the haunt. They love seeing it. They love being in part of it, but they don't want to come in. So this is a really good tour for those kind of folks to say, you know, the monsters are turned off. The scares are turned off. There's no actors here, but you get to really experience the magic and and really kind of get to see behind the scenes. It's also made for our loyal fans. You know, you were here for, I I think, just a little bit of time, but you got to see a lot within that space. And so imagine two hours of getting to see the entire property, um, what we show, kind of learning all those all those fun hidden gems that uh, that really make Fair Factory so great. That sounds awesome. When when I went, it was um, a night that was you were actually haunting. It was actually right. a Halloween night. You we were open. So I yeah. was, yeah, I was near the opening. So I was able to go in and look in the makeup department, the costuming area um, where you do some of the builds and everything like that. But that sounds fascinating to go into the actual buildings and to look at the different areas. And then one of the reasons why we decided to do this on a non-operating night is mm-hmm. because we realized that we can actually show people more space behind the scenes when we're not operating. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's a, it's a really cool opportunity to get to see it. Uh, and, you know, and we certainly are holding some of the secrets. We're, you know, we're going to share quite a bit of information that we typically don't share with the general public. But mm-hmm. there's a couple of things that, you know, we're going to give some hints to the tour that, you know, if you see this, you, there might be more of them. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a really, it's just a really fun opportunity, I think, for people who who already love us. You know, we have a lot of loyal fans, and for their partners or spouses who, or or family members and friends that are just, you know, are too chicken to come in, but they really want to see the the magic that happens here. So we're really excited to be able to offer that as one of our new things that's coming mm-hmm. up for our 10-year anniversary. Well, and for me, I, I have a theatrical production background. That was how I volunteered and did my creativity for years and years. And my dad is a technical director of a local arts council. So that's something super fa- uh, fascinating to me as well is is to go back and see these the places you build these sets and, and make the props and sew the costumes. So that looks like a an amazing opportunity for, for people who, who not just like Halloween or the haunted house, but who like production in general. Absolutely. You're right. Like there's so, you know, it's like when you go to the, uh, a theatrical experience, mm-hmm. whether it's a haunted house or in a theater, some people go for the show and some people go for the backstage, right? Like they're, <laughs> uh-huh. they are there. They're, it's the same show, but they're very different shows. Uh-huh. And it's, it's the same for us. You know, what you experience as a customer is one thing, but it's the reason why our staff comes back. I mean, we have, you know, we have all ranges of staff. We have, you know, from high school kids all the way to college. We have dentists. We have rabbis. <laughs> they're they're all here because it's a different experience for staff. And uh, it, 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 you know, like you said, it's the heart of Halloween. And mm-hmm. I think it's very, that's very true. So we're fully able to share some of what that experience is for this behind the stage tour. Oh, that's so cool. Now with the behind the scenes uh, set and screams tour, you actually are doing a little bit for halfway to Halloween. Can you, can you tell me a little bit about that? We are. So on Monday, the 24th, so, Mm -hmm. you know, we're open for halfway to Halloween, the 21st and 22nd. So skip Sunday and Monday, the 24th, we'll open this up. This is a very exclusive opportunity. We're talking, you know, less than 10 people that get to come in and uh, it'll be from 6 p.m. until 8 p.m. So the sun is still up, <laughs> but it's literally just going to be us as a small group. And even when the sun is up, this place is still creepy. But being <laughs> able to get to see, you know, I, I, I want people to have a chance to see it in the daylight as well as at nighttime. Everyone gets to experience Fear Factory at night with these beautiful show lights that are on. But it also is really quite beautiful during the daytime. We're going to have a little bit of a little bit of daylight to to get to do that. We're going to look at our makeup room, our FX shop, all of the really behind-the-scenes magical spaces. And then we're going to walk through the attraction as well and get to see some areas that most people never get to see during when they're walking through, uh, at least a little bit more in slower, slower pace. So we're really excited about it. All right, that's great. So halfway to Halloween, we have Friday and Saturday, the haunted attractions open. Skip over to Monday, and you have the behind-the-scenes tour. Go experience it if you can, and if not, make sure you're there in the fall. Well, in here in Utah, we love Halloween. Like mm-hmm. outside of Salem, Massachusetts, or you know, Halloween Town, <laughs> we love Halloween here, and it's something we come back year and year again and again in order to celebrate it. Um, can we get a little bit of an insight into what we can look forward to for this year? Something a little bit new to to draw you in without spoiling too much of the fun. <laughs> mm. Oh, man. Rob, what do we want to tell them? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you something. We've had a, 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 a disaster in the off season. Mm-hmm. Some of the monsters, some of the hell demons have gotten loose. No. And they wreak havoc on the vampire manor. <laughs> so watch out. If you're used to the Victorian vampire manor in a very stately setting, Ooh. you may be a little bit um, surprised this year. <laughs> That's a good tease. Yeah. 
someone asked me the other day, well, what's the story behind, you know, this really exciting new change at the Vampire Manor? And the only thing I can think of is, you know, there was this really epic battle between good and evil mm-hmm. and evil won. And, 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 but there's obviously this beautiful set that's been built to showcase what that battle looked like and the storyline within it. Uh, we're talking, I mean, that's a six-story high building. Mm-hmm. So when we built three and four-story facades that, you know, it, it, it's going to cause you to walk through now and to look up and literally just gasp. It's it, it's really exciting. Oh, that's so cool. I love it. I love it. Okay, so we've talked about what you can do. We talked about this weekend's Halfway to Halloween special, uh, new things coming in the fall, like our backstage tour some sort of something going on between the monsters and the vampires. How do people find out more about the Fear Factory and get their tickets? You can go to our website at fearfactorysLC.com and read more and buy tickets and learn more of the history. And there's all the uh, different events that you can find out about, the different tickets and what they entail all on our website, fearfactorysLC.com. Awesome. That's great. Uh, now, tickets are available and already being sold for the Halfway to Halloween events. People need to, to book ahead and purchase ahead, correct? Yes, they should. Each time slot is a 30-minute window, and there are only so many tickets sold per time slot. So the more popular time slots will sell out quickly and are already selling out. But get your tickets ahead of time so that you can come when you want. And my favorite question, I've already talked to... to to Rob about this. So one thing we like to do on The Fan Effect is this really is Utah's fan culture podcast. We love celebrating our unique fandom and energy that we have here in Utah around pop culture, around nerdy things, around the arts, around entertainment. Um, and it sounds like, uh, Spencer, you you came from a different area of the country, correct? Um, no, I actually grew up here. I grew oh. up in Layton. But you were in Iowa for... Uh, yep, I was. I was in Iowa for a few years and Boston for a few years. And then I hit water and turned around and came home. So <laughs> here I am. And I, you were... I, I'll never say no to my mountains. <laughs> Definitely. And you were doing haunted houses and, and uh, experiences out in different locations, correct? Yes. Awesome. Yep, all throughout the nation. So what is your favorite thing about being back in Utah and working with the fans and the culture and the Halloween mindset of Utah? Mm, wow, that is a great question. Um, honestly, it's part of what brought me home. Uh, you know, for me, Halloween really is, uh, it, it's an opportunity to do much more than just scaring. It's mm-hmm. about community. It's about, you know, connecting a lot of dots. And I think, you know, being able to work here and to be part of the magic that happens here at Fear Factory is one of the best attractions in the world is, it's not just hyperbole to say that. I mean, it this is a six building facility, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, there is no other haunted house that comes close to this. And I think what I love most about coming back to Utah is the loyalty that's connected to haunted houses. You know, we have some really great attractions in Utah mm-hmm. and every one of them is specific in their own way for folks that, that want, you know, a specific thing they have, it, they can find that at a specific haunted house. Mm-hmm. And so for us at the factory, no one else in, in the world has this has an abandoned factory that's a haunted house. Um, and maybe it's because we're just crazy enough to do it. But <laughs> it certainly is so exciting. I mean, to mm-hmm. see customers that are incredibly loyal and they're, I mean, to see our social media and people asking, you know, when are you guys opening up? Hey, what's going to be happening? And they want to know. And I think that's the love that comes from being in Utah. You're, I mean, you're absolutely right. Outside of Salem, I don't know of anyone 
um, or a state or a culture that's more giddy about Halloween <laughs> and that has a high demand, a high threshold of mm-hmm. what they expect for Halloween. And, uh, and it, you know, that pushes us every year to do more and to be more. And uh, it, it's just it's a great opportunity to see customers and staff, you know, come together collectively to really just blow this out of the park. Um, and we we love getting to do it. We love opening it. Rob and I talk about it. You know, sometimes there's just, you know, when you crank the switch and, you know, this place fires up, it's literally this breathing, living machine that people literally come and fly from all over the world. I mean, we have people flying in. They already, they just messaged me while we're on this. And they said, you know, we're flying in from California. We're coming in for the show. And then we're going to stay for the behind the scenes tour. And oh, it's cool. amazing. People from all over the world come here. And, and we really, uh, it's really humbling. Mm-hmm. And we really appreciate just all the love and, and we're happy that people love what we do. I mean, it's it's a great feeling. Oh, that makes me so happy. Well, I'm happy that you guys were able to join me today, that you reached out, that we can celebrate halfway to Halloween together. Um, it's been so much fun. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Fan Effect, a KSL News Radio podcast. Beyond sci-fi, fantasy, gaming, and tech, we are excited to share with you our knowledge and arguments on everything pop culture and fandom based in the beautiful beehive state fan effect celebrates utah's unique fan culture and we are excited to bring you local guests that feel the same ways i am your host kellyanne halverson listen to fan effect regularly on your favorite platform at kslnewsradio.com kslpodcast.com or the ksl news radio app do you have a fun idea or local fan culture topic you would like to explore let us know by messaging our facebook page at Fan Effect Show, where you can also get the latest nerdly updates and join the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Fan Effect Show and Twitter at Fan Effect Show. Thanks again for listening, and if you like what you hear, make sure to like and share and tell other people about the cast. And I hope to have you back real soon for another episode of Fan Effect. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.